Today on episode number 702 of the School of Podcasting, we have a cool because of my podcast story. I'm going to answer the question, did you miss the podcasting boat? And I've got some tips to speed up your podcast production. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, this is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription, or if you just want to go crazy, you can order the classes a la carte. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. We have a doozy today. This shows you that you get to talk to all sorts of cool people. And then because you have a microphone, you can get access. It's just, it's so cool. This is uh, Rick from VRWorkforcestudio.com. I think originally, I know he's a member of the School of Podcasting, but the first time I really dug into Rick's show was back on episode 55 of the Podcast Review Show. That's a show I do with Eric K. Johnson. You know Eric from PodcastTalentCoach.com. And we work with Rick to help him figure out what he's doing right and figure out those things that need a little polish. And the guy's been going gangbusters ever since. So I will now hand it over to Rick with his Because of My Podcast Story. Well, thanks, Dave. It's always great to be on the School of Podcasting with a Because of My Podcast Story. Now, this one starts in Portland, Maine, at a National Voc Rehab Conference where I had the opportunity to meet the nation's most senior leader in Voc Rehab. His name is Mark Schultz. Now, Mark is the newly appointed commissioner of the Rehabilitation Services Administration. That's the country's top leader appointed by the president, confirmed by Congress to oversee Voc Rehab in the United States. Now, at this conference... Mark was discussing some of his key strategic goals for 2020 and beyond, and one was to focus on effective messaging strategies. Now, the VR Workforce Studio podcast has worked with RSA before, but we're, of course, new to Mark. And as you'd expect, I pitched him on the idea of having him on the show, alongside, of course, a very compelling and inspiring success story of Voc Rehab with the idea that we podcast the sparks that ignite Voc Rehab. We bring you the inspiring stories that give life to the visions of leaders like Mark. So we finished up at the conference and I had the door open to call Commissioner Schultz for an interview. Now, the story takes a quick turn here. My son Derek is a recruiter in the New England Recruiting Command of the Army, lives up in New Hampshire, and we had planned while I was at this conference for a big night out on the town in Boston to fulfill a lifelong dream of seeing the Blue Man Group, which we did. And as an aside, if you've not seen one of their shows, you've got to see them. They are simply amazing. Now, my son, the sergeant, had worked out backstage passes. And while we're watching the show, knowing I was going to be backstage in a few minutes, Dave, I could hear your voice in the back of my head. You know, Rick, you're not just a podcaster, you're part of the media. Pitch the Blue Man Group. So when we got backstage to meet BMG, I posed the question, does BMG have any involvement with disabilities? And as it turned out, BMG does. They do a special autism-friendly show once a year, and it happened to be in just a few weeks. 
So I explained to the Blue Men our listeners would be very interested in their autism-friendly shows, pitched them on an interview, which was quickly referred to the marketing department that loved the idea. And so we scheduled what has to be one of my favorite interviews of all time with Jason McLean, who's a veteran performer with BMG. We then call Commissioner Schultz and explain, hey, let's pair one of our voc rehab success stories about autism with BMG, and you can offer a crowning soundbite and potentially reach a huge number of people with the inspiring story of a young man with autism and reflect your vision while recognizing BMG's efforts with autism and making their shows more accessible. He instantly said yes, and then the challenge. These folks are hard to track down. I actually recorded Commissioner Schultz in an airport from my car sitting in front of a Starbucks in Stanton. But we, we got the clip. So uh, here it is. Give it a quick listen. Thank you, Rick. It's exciting to hear VR success stories like Andy's and how VR helped him earn credentials and find his way into an IT security officer position. Andy's story is really what we're focused on in VR. We're working hard to help people with disabilities gain relevant skills and industry-recognized credentials that lead to careers, not just jobs. And the Blue Man Group, how great is that? reaching out to people with autism as an Andy story and ensuring their show is more accessible. I'm excited about the VR Workforce Studio sharing these success stories and promoting vocational rehabilitation. So keep on podcasting and best of luck. So Dave, thanks for always being that voice in my head, or at least one of them, being a great coach and for all SOP has done to help me bring a national vision to life through my podcast while opening up even more opportunities for growth with the power of an extraordinary act like BMG. If you'd like to hear the interview, it's episode 73 at vrworkforcestudio.com. And that's my Because of My Podcast story. Thank you, Rick. I'll have links to that out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 702. Proving again that just having a podcast, you get to talk to people that normally you wouldn't probably talk to, and you can then connect people, make relationships, build your network, and in Rick's case, help a lot of really cool people along the way. As I record this, we are right up against Christmas, and if you're like, oh, I've got this podcaster on my list and I just don't know what to get them, I do. Got to check out a Focusrite unit. Yeah, they have the new third generation of their Scarlet USB interfaces. These things are awesome. It's the world's best-selling USB interface with over 3 million units sold worldwide. And they've got you covered. They have six different interfaces. So if you just need one input or four or eight, it doesn't matter how many hosts or guests you have. They have you covered. And you are going to sound phenomenal. These have really good preamps. And if you're using something like a Shure SM7B that you really have to kick in the pants, this will kick it in the pants, no problems. And it works with pretty much the recording software you're already using. So there's not really much of a learning curve. In fact, that's one of the things I love about it. If you're a person that when you see knobs, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You plug in the microphone, you turn up until it turns red. That means it's too loud. And then you turn it down just a little bit to the green and you're good to go. So it works with any type of XLR microphone. And with certain units, you have this extra software called Loopback. It allows you to record Skype or Zoom or whatever you're using directly into your recording software with no workarounds. And now the third generation, just when you think it couldn't get any better, 
they added this new unique air feature. And that air feature, it adds a little brightness, a little presence to your voice. So if you are you want a little more clarity, you just hit that one button and you are good to go. So my favorite, when I have two people that are in the same room, I'm like, hey, Scarlett 2i2, go, good, done, perfect. So if you have any more questions, simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 702. I have links right there in the show notes where you can click and they actually have this cool tool that will help you select the best unit for you. Check out the Scarlet line of USB interfaces, and thank you to Focusrite for being a sponsor of the School of Podcasting. Daniel J. Lewis, good friend of mine, has the audacity to podcast, has Podcaster Society, has my podcast reviews, has a social subscribe and follow. And he doesn't put out junk. And his latest little tool is very cool. And you can find it at mypodcastreviews.com slash stats. And it has all these stats about the podcast industry that he has pulled from Apple. And here's the thing. As I record this right now on December 22nd, 2019, at uh, 4.23 p.m., there are 811,942 podcasts in the Apple Podcast directory. And that's where some people go, oh man, I, why would, geez, why, I'm too late. I've missed it. It's the, the boat is sailed. Now I can understand you thinking that, but stick with me. We're going to dig a little deeper into these numbers and you'll see where, no, the boat hasn't sailed. In fact, you're just in time. There are only 338,772 active podcasts. And you might go, okay, what's that? Active means they've had at least one episode in the last 90 days. And I don't want to make you roll your eyes because people know that I'm just not a huge fan of Anchor. And one of the reasons for that is it's so easy to create a podcast. You're like, why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It's making, starting a podcast is not hard. Starting a good podcast takes a little effort. And a lot of people just fire up anchor and go, yeah, and then they put it out and then it never goes away because it's a free media host. And so this really shows you where from 811,000 to 338,000, yeah, there are a lot of there's a lot of dead weight out there and unfortunately because the feed is valid Apple at least so far hasn't found a way to go yeah, that's not a real podcast. Now, here's the number I really like. 229,590 podcasts with 10 or more episodes. These are people that have the passion, they get up, they launch, they go and for some reason the magic number is still seven. The last time I asked Todd Cochran from blueberry.com. And that is where, for some reason, I guess, cause you start, you realize again, starting a good podcast takes a lot of effort. And by episode seven, you go, ah, never mind, forget it. Cause you're not on Oprah or Jimmy Kimmel or anything like that. So that's the number I like. Now I looked at that number and said, well, wait a minute. That's the total number of podcasts there, out of those, 178,867 are active podcasts. So we went from 811 million, 811 million, that'll be next year, 811,000 to 178,000. And that's not to say that that's a little number. But here's the thing. If you ask 
I don't know, any nine-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're going to say, I want to be a YouTuber. Want to guess how many uh, YouTube channels there are? Remember, if we take the biggest podcast number right now, it's 811,000. There are 31 million YouTube channels. And last year that grew by 25%. In fact, they say that right now, as I look at this, we've been going 12 and a half minutes so that is over uh, 60,000 minutes because they upload 500 minutes every minute to YouTube. That's a whole I, – I can't picture the guys adding more and more hard drives. It just must be this whole team of people. That, that really does boggle my mind. But check this out. There are 1.7 billion websites. It's a whole lot of websites. Now, 500 million of those – are blogs. And yet people still write blogs all the time. In fact, writers are some of the people that really kind of frustrate me and frustration because I don't understand it because the goal of a writer is to get your message out there and you can do so much more with a podcast. You've got great content. You can do cool things like a dramatic pause. How do you do that when you write and you can be sarcastic and look, you you have great content. I just can't read it on the way to work. But if you're a podcaster, I can listen to your blog. So 500 million blogs. There are 1,761 television channels. This is in the U.S. And I found this hard to believe. 27 new stations were launched. I'm like, Really? Because I think we have a station pretty much for everything at this point. But yet somebody went, nope, we need more. There are 840,000 books published every year in the U.S. alone. And that stat was the latest one I could find. That's from 2013. So you know that number is higher than that. But yet every year people put out more books. They're not going, ugh, 840,000 books. Why would anybody read mine? And if you think about it, think about how many Christian books there are that come out every single year, and yet the Bible hasn't changed. They change the different versions and stuff, but I mean, really, the Bible's the Bible, and yet here's somebody that goes, nope, I got a different viewpoint on that, and yet they do. And so if we go back and look at those active podcasts with 10 or more episodes, that means for every uh, 2,000 Afraid, yeah, for every 2,795 blogs, there was one podcast. And to kind of put that into perspective, if you've ever seen me speak, I love this stat. I live in Akron, Ohio. The local football team is the Cleveland Browns. We have a stadium that holds 67,895 people. So if we were in Cleveland Browns Stadium and I said, um, attention, everyone, if we can have all the podcasters go to the 50-yard line, that would be 24 people out of a stadium of 67,895, 24 people. So which one is easier to be found in the sea of 500 million blogs or the 1,000, uh, boy, these numbers are killing me. Oh, 178,867 active podcasts with 10 or more episodes. You know, for every 173 YouTube channels, there is one podcast. And again, for all you writers, for every one podcast, there are 2,795 blogs. 
I find that amazing. So obviously, if you haven't figured it out, the answer of should I start a podcast is yes. You haven't missed anything. And what happens sometimes is, and I'm probably going to talk about this in the next episode, I'm doing some some research on this, is you see yourself and then you look at somebody who's been doing it for five years, for 10 years, and you hear about their success. And then you launch your podcast and you put out the first episode and you get 10 downloads. And that's what I'm looking into right now. How many downloads do you get in the first week? And so far, it's less than 20. I'm doing some research on that. And that's a little disheartening. And that's why I think some people quit by the time they get to episode seven. But I want to start setting some expectations for podcasters because, and this is why we talk about having that passion. Let's say I'm a seven-year-old and I love Little League and I'm playing baseball. The chances of me starting in the major leagues is 1.2%. If I like football, my chances of one day starting in the National Football League, the NFL, is 1.6%. The chance of starting in the National Hockey League is 6.9% because there are less players, right? There are less people playing hockey. The, The competition, I would think, is not as strong. And if you are a musician, the chance of getting your music released on a major record label, you want to guess? 0.2%. Because there are so many musicians, and there are only a handful at this point of major record labels. And I say this because I am seeing people come into the podcasting space and They want to start a podcast and start to make a living from it within, let's say, a year. And I'm not sure that is a realistic expectation. And we're going to talk about that more next week because I'm doing some more research on this. But what I wanted to let you know is, no, you haven't missed the podcast boat. That 800,000 podcasts is really only about 178,000, and that is a small number compared to things like blogs and YouTube. We are in our infancy. And I didn't really finish my point earlier. People look at people that have been doing it five years, 10 years, 15 years, and they see their success, and I think they're blind to the time and effort that it took to get there. But here's the thing. If you want to get to the five-year mark, if you want to get to the 10-year mark, if you want to get to the 15-year mark, you have to start because the more you put it off, the more that 15-year mark just keeps moving. It doesn't even start. You have to start. And there's a great quote by Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar, yeah, me and the red-haired lady. Actually, that sounded more like Forrest Gump, but he used to say, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. And I love that quote. So there's not as much competition as you think. And then when you niche down, 
So you decide to do something like the chameleon breeder. Not a lot of chameleon breeders. Now, are there a lot of golf, real estate, Christian? Sure, a lot of those podcasts. But that's where we talked about this last week, that sometimes different is better than better. And I've been reading the book Story Brand by Don Miller, and he made a really, actually, I take this back, although Don Miller had a great point that I'll bring up here in a second. I was listening to Superfans by Pat Flynn. Great book so far. I'm up to like chapter six. And it's interesting because Pat Flynn is quoting Michael Hyatt, who also has a great book called uh, Platform that I read every year. And Pat was quoting Michael, and he said, it's interesting, if you walk down the street and there's a nickel heads up on the sidewalk, some people might pick it up, some people won't. You see a quarter on the sidewalk, more people are going to pick that up because it's a little more value. But if you see, let's say a $5 bill on the sidewalk, face up, Almost everybody's going to bend down to pick that up. Why? And the reason is, number one, it's obviously valuable. You see that. You see uh, Abraham Lincoln is the president on a $5 bill for my friends across the pond. He's very identifiable. And you pick that up because you can go to Starbucks and get a coffee or a half a one or whatever it is these days. It's obvious value. And you don't have to do anything but bend down to pick it up. So think about this moving forward into 2020. How obvious is it that you are delivering value? These are things like your your episode descriptions, your episode titles, things of this nature. Do people look at that and go, oh, I got to pick that up. I've said before how important headlines are, and I've seen it triple people's downloads because they're naming their podcast. Like that'd be like me saying the episode title for this show is school of podcasting episode 702. That does not make anybody click on that. So the more obvious, the value, the better the chance that somebody's going to bend down and pick it up. Or in this case, click on play. They're going to click on subscribe. And Don Miller, going back to the story brand book, he said, The people, let's say you have two podcasts, and we talked about this a few episodes back, about your description, and the person that describes their podcast better is going to get more downloads. The more you can connect with your potential audience so that they can see the value, you've explained it clearly, and they go, oh, this fits me, because again, it's all about them. They want to know how your podcast is going to benefit them. Are you going to make them laugh, cry, think, groan? Are you going to educate, entertain? Is it a story podcast where they watch you go through a journey? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I just wanted to let you know that, no, you haven't missed the podcast boat. In fact, now is a great time. And here's the another stat we can throw in here. The last time Edison Research did a kind of share of ear We were all excited because 51% of people in the U.S. have listened to A, as in at least one, podcast episode. That means 49% of Americans have not listened to a single podcast. That is a huge amount of people that are waiting for your podcast. And as more and more bigger companies get involved, 
and you hear all these big, you know, uh, media networks and things like that, more and more people are going to come into podcasting. And once they do, podcasts are like Lay's potato chips. And for my friends over across the pond, Lay's potato chips is a brand here in America, and they had a very popular commercial that said, Lay's, you can't eat just one. And that's because they're like crack. You eat one and you're like, hmm. And if there's chip dip around, game over. So I think when people find podcasts, they're going to go and find more. I do want to play a clip from Pat Flynn. I, uh, I'm listening to his show, speaking of people finding things and, and downloading more. I say this all the time to people. I say, when you make great content that makes people want to share it with their friends, not only will they share it with their friends, they will download your entire back catalog. So this is a clip from Superfans. I have the audio book. You can get this for free by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash free book. And uh, I'm just going to play you a quick clip of this. I randomly stumbled upon a podcast that would eventually change the course of my life forever. The Internet Business Mastery Podcast, hosted by Jason Van Orden and Jeremy Franson, planted the idea in my head that I could potentially create a small business of my own on the Internet. I began to obsess over the thought of being my own boss, almost as much as I obsessed over anything and everything Jason and Jeremy produced. I binge listened to their show for three to four hours a day. After each episode, I felt energized and inspired, and my mind raced as I brainstormed potential ideas for businesses that I could create. I eventually listened to all 150 episodes available in their archive, twice, and I invested in one of their online courses to help me walk through the process of building a website and an online brand. So again, when I say, when you make great content, your audience will find it and download the entire back catalog. And what else did he do? Oh yeah, he bought their product. So even if you're not doing a podcast for the money, you can really change people's lives. And that's actually going to lead me right to what's going on. You got to do this right now. If you're listening to this right now, please do this. Every year I do my final episode, ask what is your favorite podcast of the year? So in this case, 2019, all you have to do is go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And I've got multiple ways where you can answer this question. You can call it in via the phone. If you've already recorded something, you can uh, just upload it there and it'll take it right to me. If you're on a phone, uh, you can actually click a button or on a computer with a microphone. You can click and leave a message via SpeakPipe. And the question is this, uh, what is your favorite podcast for 2019? Uh, what is the website where we can find it? And here's the one I really want to expand on. Why is it your favorite? Then, of course, you want to state your name. If you have a podcast, what's the name of the podcast and the website where we can find your podcast? I need these answers by December 27th, 2019, because I'm going to put together the episode. I've actually already started some of this and you will hear it. The last episode of 2019 will be December 30th. So we just heard Pat talking about when he first found a podcast and obviously it was his favorite. It changed his life. What was your favorite podcast of 2019? And for me, this is my own little thing because I was trying to figure this out. And I, I do know it's a hard question, but for me, it's the one when I open up my app 
And I see that episode and I go, ooh, and that's the one I click. That's the one I want to listen to first before the other ones. Again, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I need your answer by December 27th, 2019. I discovered something and it's really really speeding up, in some cases, my show notes. And this is not something that everybody's going to use. Now, I'm a big fan of Hindenburg Journalist. And one of the things I love about it, and I it's weird because in 2006, I hated these things, and that is chapter markers. And what this allows you to do, if you're an Apple podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, you'll see where there's a little arrow on the right-hand side. You can actually skip to the next section. And I used to hate that when I first started listening to podcasts, because if I hit next, I wanted to go to the next episode, not the next section. But here's what I really love about Hindenburg Journalist. You can add these markers. And again, if you just have like one topic, you don't really need markers. But in this case, you know, we have the because of my podcast story, we've got the focus right ad, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I realize not always people want to listen to the question of the month again, or maybe they have already put in their answer, things like that. And so I can put in these chapter markers, but then you can get a list of your chapter markers. And here's what's beautiful. You can right click on them uh, kind of at the top one and choose, hey, copy this as text. And so there are all your timestamps. And people ask me about these sometimes. What if you don't want to put chapters in some cases, and this has nothing to do with your media host, this isn't a Buzzsprout or Podbean or Libsyn or whatever, it's just if you put timestamps, meaning like right now we're at the 30-minute mark. So if I type 30:00, some apps will see that and make it clickable and jump right to the 30-minute mark. That is not a function, again, of your media host. But uh, if you are using chapter markers, just I just want to let you know hey, there's a feature in Hindenburg, especially if you're a Hindenburg user, uh, that makes that really, really easy. And uh, especially for me, I do a show on Saturday morning called Ask the Podcast Coach that has that goes all over the place because we have a set subject that we can go to, but we're mainly following the chat room, hence the name of the show, Ask the Podcast Coach. It's live every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I do that with my buddy Jim Cullison from the Average Guy Network. And so consequently, that has a lot of different topics in that show. And I use chapter markers on that. So I wanted to share that little tip for anybody using Hindenburg. The other question I get a lot is you notice I just played Christmas, kind of a Christmas transition, is I like to use background music to signal that, hey, we're going to a new subject because I do cover different topics here in the show. And it's just a way to kind of reset your brain and go, and now we're doing this. And one of the keys you can really just boost your efficiency on your computer is understand folder structure. And I'm not going to get too geeky into this, but it is something I taught in the corporate world for over 20 years. And I was amazed at people who had been using Microsoft Word, and I'm not making this up, for a decade. And they would come in because a new version came out and whatever, and they stored all their documents in the folder called My Documents. 
And I always said, you know, if this was not the digital world, if it was actually a filing cabinet, that's kind of like having a filing cabinet with one folder in it and then storing everything in that one folder. And so I've got an actual course on this at the School of Podcasting. But what I do is I create a folder called the name of the show. So in this case, it would be School of Podcasting. Then I have a folder called Episodes inside the folder. So if you go into School of Podcasting, you see a folder. Let's go over those. I have a folder called Episodes. I have a folder called Finished And those are really the two you need. Then I have another one called production. The production folder has all the the singing ladies, the wishes, the school bell, all the sound effects that I need to make a basic episode. The episode folder has then more folders. For every episode, I make a folder. So this folder is called 702. It's in the folder called episodes. And that folder is in a folder called School of Podcasting. Those are called subfolders. So if you just picture yourself walking to a filing cabinet, you see it? Mine's beige. I open up the top drawer. I pull out a folder. It says School of Podcasting. I open up that folder. There's another folder called Episodes. I pull that folder out, and there's another folder inside that folder that says 702. And in there are all the files for this. So I've got Rick Sizemore. Everything else that I need to make this particular episode is there. And the reason this speeds things up is it is amazing how much time we spend looking for things. There was a study on the internet, and hey, it's on the internet, so it's got to be true, from apartmenttherapy.com. And this study said that Americans spend an average of 2.5 days a year looking for misplaced stuff. And I always love the time when you're like, you're looking for your car keys in the freezer. Why? I don't know. It might be in there. Don't you love those days? And so this is one of those things by having everything, like I have a folder called background music. And in there, I have subfolders, things like hard rock. I have one called logos. That's just kind of, here, let me play a logo. Feel like I'm a uh, the more you know kind of commercial. Uh, I call those transitions, but by having folders and then subfolders, instead of having a file name that is 38 million characters long, instead of background music dash uh, rumba Hawaiian dash 38 second dash dot mp3. You can tell that, oh, this is background music. This is smooth jazz. This is, and then you see the file name is 60 second. Wow, that's jazz, jazz.mp3 or something of that nature. It can really speed up your production by having folders. And if you need any help with this, again, this is in the School of Podcasting under organizing your podcast. It also covers things like Trello and Evernote and things like that. But since we're talking about ways to speed up production, that is one that you can do without really watching the class. I just kind of explained how. Usually just right-click on wherever you're at and go new folder, and it will then create a folder creatively named new folder. 
which you can then right click and rename to something more creative. So those are two quick tips to help you speed things up with your podcast production. Hey, I want to let you know, February is going to be a fun month for me. Number one, it's I, I need to get more details in this, but I'm going to be celebrating my birthday in San Francisco in 2020, and I might have a meetup. So if you're in San Francisco, reach out to me and uh, we'll figure something out. But I will be definitely in Los Angeles on February 12th through the 15th at Podcast Movement Evolutions. I'll be working the Libsyn booth. And then if you're a Christian, you want to check this out February 21st through the 22nd in Houston, Texas, where it's nice and warm. So I love the fact that I'm going to warm places because, again, I live in Ohio. It's not warm in February. That is the Spark Christian Podcast Conference, and I will be speaking there on monetizing your podcast. If you're looking for meetups in your area, check out podcastingevents.net, not .com, podcastingevents.net. That's a new website I just launched that uh, just is a, it's for the community. People have said that so many times. I wish there was a place where we could kind of put these all. And I went, well, let's build one. So check that out, podcastingevents.com. I also have podcastingresources.com. So if you're looking for graphic help or sound or an editor or, you know, all that stuff, check it out, podcastingresources.com. Two little services I do just for the fun of it for the podcasting community. I'm going to wrap it up with that. If you want to start a podcast again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. I want to help you get going in 2020. Use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Also, don't forget the question of the month, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And if you don't have a podcast, I still want to hear what your favorite podcast is. I always just let people promote their own stuff because I hear so many people go, if I could just get the word out. Well, if you want your podcast in front of a couple thousand people, by all means, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Stop being an introvert because nobody's going to promote your show better than you do. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I look forward to hearing why your favorite podcast is your favorite. And last, because I've already done two calls to action, I can hear my co-host from the podcast review show, Eric K. Johnson, going, Dave, that's, that's two. I just want to take this time, and I'll say this again next week too. I realized at the end of the year that uh, just where we've come, and I looked at my numbers and saw where I've definitely grown my audience from last year to this year, and I just appreciate you sharing the podcast with people. So if you do find this valuable, thanks for telling your friends. I deeply appreciate it. And until next week, take care, class is dismissed, and God bless. Christmas, so I hope you are having a happy holiday season, no matter what you are uh, uh, doing that thing, whatever you're, what is the word? Celebrating. Yes, it would be celebrating, Dave. Thank you. And why are you starting off the show with this? No, no, that's not going to work. As I look at the calendar, we are right up against Christmas. And if you're like, oh, I've got this podcaster and I just don't know what to buy them, I do. Get them a scarlet USB interface out of your face. I'm drunk. Because I see how many people download this show, and I think it's kind of interesting that uh, 
And and I should ah see I blew it.